you're listening to a Mash Those Buttons limited series. Visit us at mashthosebuttons.com. In this episode, we head southwest of Baron Light, find Silence Workshop, and come face to face with Hades. Welcome to episode 41 of Lightkeeper Protocol. To Lightkeeper Protocol, a podcast about our journey through Horizon Zero Dawn and Horizon Forbidden West. I am Jarrett, but you can call me Ja, and I am here with Christina, also known as Pop Tart. Hello. I'd like to welcome any new listeners as well as any returning listeners. Thank you guys very much for taking the time to check out Lightkeeper Protocol. Uh, we'd love to hear what you have to say about the show and about the game, so please feel free to join us on our Discord at mash.gg. Slash Discord, where we have channels available to talk about the game, spoiler free and not spoiler free. So, I mean, oh, it's been a month now. It's time, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's time, but still, we can, you can still do a spoiler free. So, it's been two months. Uh, it's been two months. Wow, time is so. really flying. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I will be dead next month. So, like. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, let's just do a quick recap. Uh, the last episode, we talked about the side quest, or the, the remaining side quest in the Dawn. So we're all daunted out. We're done with the Dawn, at least for now. I think we're going to have to come back. We don't even have to come back. There are two reasons to come back to the Dawn later on, and uh, we'll eventually get to those. But for now, we are done with the Dawn. We want to head further west. But before we do that, uh, you know, we have to go back a couple episodes where we just had that that the massacre at the uh at the embassy and that's where we are right now Aloy she just came back outside after helping Varl inside and uh I think we yeah we when we finished that episode I think it was episode 38 we had already picked up the shield right which is no longer a shield now it's just a glider yes I think so yeah and uh yeah we saw Lawan but we didn't talk to him on that episode, but now we are before we can head west. We kind of have no choice, right? So, uh, Aloy, she does speak with Lawan, uh, and a lot of the information he gives you are things that you kind of already know, and maybe he'll give you a bit of a tidbit more of uh, you know, uh, additional information on it. Uh, you know, he starts by stating the obvious. It's like, well, the Tanakh have a civil war in their hands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I>, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. And uh, he says the entire Karja delegation was slain. He said it was a massacre. And he asks Aloy what she'll do next. And she's like, well, you know, I want to head west and I'll cross all of Tanakh territory if I have to. And then he explains that she has a long way to go. And he said Tanakh territory doesn't start until after the mountains that border plain song. Uh, the home of the Otaru, which I'm pretty sure that's something that we had already discussed with somebody else that it was like a neutral ground was neutral territory right or yeah. I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt maybe she he because the way it was explained was that the place the embassy was in was neutral was territory neutral, yeah. so so maybe beyond that she thought that was to knock territory and that that's that's a fair statement i'm not gonna give him too much gruff about that 
but you know, he explains that the area in now is is no man's land, and it's supposed to be neutral ground for everyone. So we already knew that part. Um, so this is the part where Aloy makes that connection between the rebels and the bristlebacks, and she says she's gonna go check it out. This is where that happened. This conversation is how you get that quest marker to go find uh, the where the bristlebacks came from. And then uh, Lawan, he also asks her to check in on other cards and Osram that went out before the embassy. He's basically telling you that you got some side quests out there, so go check them out. <laughs> you know, uh, she does ask where the nearest tall neck is, and he points in a direction. I don't even know if he actually pointed in the direction of the tall neck. To be perfectly honest with you, because it doesn't point to it. I feel like the the tall neck can be seen from really far away, though. So she didn't really have to ask that question. He was like, "What? Yeah, sure. I, I, it's over there, I guess." What a weird yeah. question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what would you need a tall neck? His face is like, what do you want to see a tall neck for? They don't do anything. Right. Yeah, but you do get to ask him some additional questions. Uh, you can ask him about Regala, but once again, he doesn't give you any additional info. He just reaffirms that she has a camp nearby. And also, she must have put the rebel group together in secret. I'm like, yeah, everybody was surprised. So <laughs> that's that's not a surprise to us right now. Uh, he does talk about the burials of Nazar, Vuadis, and Fashav a bit. Uh, you know, he says he'll make sure no, Nazar and Vuadis get proper burials. And when he was speaking about Vuadis, he says, oh, no one deserves to go out that way. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I specifically highlighted this, and I was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. He, uh, I almost feel like he got what he deserved, <laughs> you know. He did, yeah. From a video game perspective, if, if it was real life, maybe I probably wouldn't say, oh, he didn't deserve to die. No, <laughs> I know? agree. That's how I felt. I was like, I don't know. He deserved it. And I'm like, wow, that's kind of harsh. But also, it's not it's <laughs> not real life. So, Yeah, exactly. It's not real life. So we're we're allowed to, to, to say that. But in real life, it's kind of like, yeah, he probably didn't deserve to get shot in the back by an arrow while trying to escape for his life. Right. But you now. Know, begging somebody to open the gates. Yeah, now. But yeah, because he's a jerk to us. So. Yeah. We don't have to deal with him anymore. So. Exactly. We're we're glad to see him go. Uh, he says Fashav will get official rights and bury with honor. He doesn't bring up the fact that you know Fashav survived all this time with the Tanakh, when uh, probably a lot of other Karja soldiers were also captured and did not fare the same way he did. Uh, actually, there is a side quest later in the game where you find out the fate of some other Karja soldiers. So, right. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they like, yeah, not everybody fared the same way he did. So, and it's like only to die, you know, just short of the sundom. And I'm like, yeah, I agree. It was kind of wasted. <laughs> like, I, I wasted my time listening to that whole story. <laughs> yeah, there's so much, there's so many NPCs that you talk to. And this is a good example where they'll say a lot of a lot. But like nothing at the same time. So like this whole conversation was probably 15 minutes and I got like three tidbits of information. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I think we, we talked about that in the previous episode. I'm not going to trudge that back. Up. Uh, I know. No, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying about this conversation. It's, oh, it's an yeah, ongoing thing where like you have very long conversations where I'm like, this could have been an email. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. <laughs> I mean, I do feel like they, you know, it is an open world game. So in some cases, like they, have, they do have to make sure you have certain information and they're not yeah. sure if you, you may, if you have it or not. But in this case, you're told the same thing over and over again in several main quests that you have to do. These are conversations you can't avoid. Right. You know, 
Like he he you know he he talks about the Tanakh tribes like oh the Tanakh are broken into three clans, and he does give the names like he says hey, one's the desert, one's the lowland, one's the sky clan. But we already knew that there were three clans. Right. We had we had to wait for the third for clan. the third one. Yeah, yeah. and we <laughs> we knew that they were called the sky clan. He does mention that the desert clan is particularly vicious. I mean, according to the card, they're all savages, right? So, right. Um, actually, no. I don't think they call them savages. They call them barbarians or something else. Oh, yeah, that sounds like, right. Because it wasn't, you know, savage is just like a step up from. Yeah. I don't know. Like- I would say savage is a step down because... Uh, at least they respected the barbarians. They feared them enough to stay out of their land. Oh, yeah, that's true. I meant violence-wise, though. Oh, violence-wise. Yeah, yeah. they probably had no respect of the Nora. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Aloy asks if the Karja will respond to Regala's attack, and, you know, if she points out that they'll provide common ground with them in the Tanakh, and Lawan says that moving the Karja army west might be seen as the start of another Karja invasion, and Avad won't risk it. So, He's just like, well, we can't be caught unaware by attack like that again. But those words don't really mean anything because nothing really comes from it. He just says it, you know, just like with the the cook, right? Like the cook said, I'm cooking up my next portion of resistance or something like that. Defiance. Yeah, something like yeah. that. And nothing ever comes from that either. So <laughs> it's just kind of empty words there. Uh, he does talk about the Utaro a bit. And he says the Utaro are more farmers than fighters. But they still have a fierceness of their own. And he, you know, I think he mentioned how they uh, kind of pushed them out of the of plain song, and says Avad had you know made several attempts to establish peace with them, but they've declined, and he doesn't know why. Nobody like Levon doesn't know why. Avad doesn't know why. But the Ataro just don't want to have anything to do with the Karja. And then he also tells Aloy they have some type of food shortage, so he thinks maybe that's why. Like they're just dealing with their own problems. Uh, but it's also foreshadowing in the game because, you know, they have a food shortage. We know we're going to have to go through their territory at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're going to kind of, you know, deal with that. I will say I was really confused at up to this point, maybe a little bit before, because I think they mentioned the Utaro before. I didn't realize it was going to be another tribe. I thought that they were part of the Tanakh. I thought that they were like a uh, sub-tribe for a really long time of the Tanakh until more things started happening. And I was like, oh. They're their own thing. Oh, yeah. See, I, I knew that they were their own tribe because back with Zero Dawn, because they, they definitely made it known that they were two different tribes in Zero Dawn. Like, Utaro and Tanakh were different. They were both from the West, but they were different. I didn't realize they mentioned... Did they, did they mention... Well, they didn't mention either that much. Once. There was a, each, there was a side quest, and there was each of those tribes were in one side quest. So, Tanakh, obviously... Right. Was the woman like drink my blood like her? Yeah, you know? I remember that. I don't remember the Utaru one. <laughs> the Utaru was the pilgrim quest with the with the priest that was no longer a priest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the girl with the snap maws, right? With the yeah, we're thing. around the snap maws. And she was like, "Oh look!" And I'm like, "Where?" And she's like, "I think I just saw my friend." I'm like, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> <laughs> I remember that now. I didn't yeah, realize that, that was an Utaro. That was an Utaro, yes. Huh. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so we, that's a little foreshadowing with um, what's going to happen there. Uh, he says that Tanakh used to kill anyone that went past Baron Light on sight, which may be also a reason why Aloy thought that this was also Tanakh territory. But as part of, you know, after Avad overthrew Jaron, 
Avad reached out, and as part of the peace talks, they just made no man's land all neutral ground, right? So it kind of sets us up for at least the, the immediate area that we're in. Essentially, the southern area is no man's land, so nobody controls that. And then the northern area is Plainsong. And she, they already said that, you know, we're going to go through Plainsong because we have to go over the mountains that border Plainsong, mm-hmm. they said. You know, so I'm curious to see w- how you made it to Tanakh territory because I did not. I didn't go the way that I think they wanted you to go initially. I actually went around a different way. So I am curious. I can't remember. So we'll see. I want to say that like every time I went somewhere probably was not the way that they wanted me to go because I kind of hop over mountains and go to places that I'm like, oops, this isn't on the map. Maybe I shouldn't Uh, be here. (laughs) (laughs) I gotcha. So. But uh, then Aloy says she needs to head west, and Lawana assures her shit that they'll take care of Varl, and that she can always come back when she wants. And I'm like, I know, I I, I know the Sun King. I know I can come back when I want. <laughs> you know. Uh, so, but that actually officially ends the embassy. You know, that's a long quest. We started in episode 38, and it's 41 now. <laughs> so we're officially ending the embassy quest, and we're gonna move on to the next main quest, which is Death's Door. So. Obviously, there's a ton of stuff. This is the Death's Door is, in my opinion, where the game finally starts to really get going mm-hmm. to a degree. Uh, but there's a lot of stuff between where you are at the embassy and Death's Door. What we're going to do going forward, because you know, if if you've been with the show for a while, if you watched, not watched, sorry, you listened to when we did Zero Dawn, and up until this point, we will usually go through an area. Do the main quests, do the side quests, and then move forward. Uh, because of the way the side quests work in Zero Dawn, going forward, we're going to go by level. So uh, we're going to go ahead, do Death's Door, that's level 10, and then we're going to come back and talk about all the quests up until level 10, all the quests and activities. And we'll, we'll talk about the No Man's Land area, but I mean, the thing about this game is that it does, outside of the Daunt, it does bring you back and forth to areas like there are like even after you're like after you're level 22 and 23, you'll find a reason to come back to no man's land, mm-hmm. you know, and they, so, they like, slightly do that, too, with the daunt with the bristleback story. I think that's kind of like the slight like, hey, you're going to have to go back and forth for some quest. Right. Yeah. They do that a little bit with the daunt. Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. So but the, we'll, we'll do that. A lot. So that's what we're going to do. Going forward, we're going to follow the main quest to that level, and then we're going to come back and talk about the various side quests that are available in the areas that we've covered. So this one's going to be a bit more dynamic. So for now, we're going to kind of skip past some of the stuff that's in No Man's Land and go straight to where Silence wanted us to go. Uh, so that's Southwest. That was that, that location that the, the coordinates that Silence gives us is Southwest of the Embassy. And, uh, you know, as Aloy is approaching the location, she can see the broken down horse uh, machine and wonders if Silence installed Hades on it. I mean, that's a I mean, reasonable question. That's what he did before. Right. right. <laughs> and when she gets to the coordinates, she can see that he set up a workshop. There's a panel there and Aloy presses it and it's a message from Silence. And he just lets him know he's, that he used some explosives to get a processing module out of the horse and put Hades into it. And he, he said he, he rendered him cooperative. 
and we'll find about that out about that you know shortly and you know he's essentially been uh having discussions with Hades to get information and uh he says tells Hades why don't you tell what we what you told me and you know Hades says that the signal that woke him up was hold on a second Hades says the signal that woke him up was only for him and it was received for 17.22 years and then cut off. Uh, so that's actually about 17 years and three months. I did a little maths there. Hey. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, not bragging, not bragging. But um, yeah, so I mean, he the signal that was sent to him did not just turn off after it was received. It had actually kept repeating for about 17 years and eventually stopped. And uh, he, Hades says that he cannot compromise Guy Reboot, but then he says well, they'll fail anyway. And Silence just brushes that off. And you know, then Silence says that Guy can be safely rebooted, but in order to find a backup, that Aloy will have to find him. And he sounds a bit smug. You mm-hmm. know, he's very Silence is very happy with himself. That's not going to go away, by the way. <laughs> like he is very happy. Uh, with his accomplishments here. Yeah, he's gotten a lot more arrogant since the last time we've seen him. Oh, absolutely. So uh, so there's an additional audio data point you can listen to. And it actually sounds like when Silence first acquires Hades, like at the like with that device that we saw at the end of Zero Dawn. And he's like, oh, you must be cramped in there. There's no room to think. You can't even speak. And then, you know, he says, you know, you'll be much more comfortable once he loads him into a Titan processing orb. And he says, at least until the interrogations begin. So, obviously, Hades, sorry, Silence has figured out a way to interrogate Hades. Uh, which you don't have to wait long to figure out, like, what he did. Because there, there's a workbench nearby. And there's another data point that has an interrogation log. And the first log is just about him and successfully installing Hades, you know, into the processing orb of the Titan. And he says, oh, he's fully conscious and helpless. So, I also imagine... That not only did he, you know, uh, get him into the processing orb, but maybe he did something to the processing orb so that Hades didn't have full functionality. Uh, He couldn't do, you know, everything he wanted to. Yeah, well, he said in in Zero Dawn that if he had the opportunity to do it again, like, you know, wake Hades up or not wake him up, but like help him out or whatever, he would do it again just with more, you know, precautions in place. And that's what this probably is. Right. Yeah. Because Hades, I mean, if he if he had the ability to broadcast, he probably could have because we now know that there are still shadow cards out there. He could probably maybe call more shadow cards to help him, (laughs) you know. Well, I think the thing about the broadcasting, though, is that they were all broadcasting on one specific network because we cut that off in the last game. And that's true. And so even if the shadow cards that are out there have a way to communicate with each other, it's probably a different network. Oh, that's true. But I don't think it's anything Hades can't figure out. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Because they did figure out a way to, to kind of communicate with each other again, didn't they? Because that one shadow card that was dead had a message from another shadow card on his focus. Yeah, 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 exactly. So they had some kind of network. I don't, I don't know what Hades' capabilities would be. Maybe he could get into that network, but you know, Maybe. firewalls and stuff. I guess. <laughs> Not that it matters because it didn't happen, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. So, uh, so he uh, failed at first to get Hades to give up the information he was looking for, but he says, you know, Hades is self-aware. 
And because he's self-aware, he can also suffer. You just got to find the right stimulus. And by day five, he found out what that stimulus was, which it was just natural imagery. He says, holographic representations of plants and animals cause Hades excruciating pain. And he says, the worst is a loop of rabbits hopping through a field of flowers. Love it. I love it. So yeah. when I first heard the animals part, I'm like, I'm just imagining cute little bunnies like running by. And then they said it. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's what it is. So just cute little bunnies. And it's like a horror scene to him. Yeah, absolutely. Like he absolutely <laughs> hates it. So uh, the first thing he learned uh, about was the technical specs on Gaia's data structure and the heuristic matrix with the subordinate functions. And then he says, you know, the, the more he learns about it, the more he wonders about the signal. Is that the signal, you know, it would have to be very advanced, more advanced than what was available at the bio, when, when the biosphere collapsed because the, the signal turned like a function, you know, something that's not sentient into a fully functional artificial intelligence that is, cap- that is self-aware and capable of like planning and scheming and all that stuff, you know, and hate apparently because it hates bunnies. Right. <laughs> so. Of course. I didn't actually catch that well, the first time I read it. Which makes yeah. sense because before we were like, why are they fully sentient? Like, what? How did that even happen? Just them separating it wouldn't make sense. Exactly. Yeah. So he wonders if it was created by survivors in Elysium because he said it had to come after. That's what he said. It had to come after. Uh, he said on day seven, uh, he finds out that his methods actually have been causing corruption in, day- in Hades' data structures. So it, him interrogating Hades like this is just is destroying Hades' mind. And he says when he's done, there's going to be little left. So, yeah, uh, it's it's the bunnies are literally destroying Hades' mind. <laughs> so I think I think the explanation gave is it's causing like a feedback loop or, or something like that. So but on day 10, he makes a major breakthrough. And uh, he, you know, he, actually, I'll just read what he says here says finally the revelation i've been seeking has revealed itself astonishing and terrifying even to me with it the seeds of a plan have formed within my mind the next few months will test my capacities more than any previous challenge i'll have to stretch my intellect reach higher and dig deeper than ever before yes i'm confident it could be accomplished with a little help of course so he found out something big but he didn't actually write down what it was leave no evidence like what's the point of having the journal then <laughs> like you know what's the point of having the journal i don't know i feel like it that happens a lot too where like and this is like any game where like they dance around the answer but they're not just going to give it to you you got to find it out of course this is true this is true and on day 12 he had determined uh that he learned all he could and so he said hades is now in a pitiful state and uh, he's moving it to a more impressive location for its date with destiny, uh, which, he, you know, he's actually talking about Aloy, you know, her, like, you know, it's, he, he says he mentions Aloy hasn't returned to Meridian or learned of his ruse, but she will. It's only a matter of time and the pieces will fall into place. Uh, so him moving Hades is he's moving Hades for a reason mm-hmm. to a location that he wants Aloy to be right. And we'll get to that later. Uh, but there is a clear trail where Silence dragged Hades. Yeah, I didn't see it. Okay. I just, I used my focus and there was a collectible in the area that I was seeing the signal of. 
And I was like, oh, that must be it. Because anytime in this game where they're like, follow the trail, you have to use your focus to then highlight the trail and then follow it. I, with my big brain, didn't realize that there was like a physical <laughs> trail. Like trench? Yeah. Yeah. Like, um- I noticed it eventually, and I was like, oh, I'm so focused on the signal, I didn't see the trail, but I just, I did not see it. (laughs) Wow. I'm going to let it go. (laughs) I'm going to let it go, so. (laughs) But silence, there's a clear trail, like I said, where silence dragged Hades, and Aloy follows it. Uh, Along this path, though, is where I first found glint hawks and scrappers, and I'm like, great, I can override this stuff. No. Nope. This is where I found that you can't override anything. I went to override like a scrapper, and yeah, it didn't go well. It just caused a fight. <laughs> like that's nice. it just caused a fight. So and that's why I was like, I, if I was streaming, I would have been complaining about why can't I override these things? I overrid them, you know, I overrode them in the oh, in the first game. I shouldn't have to override them in the second game, but yeah, they I don't think really... I was, so don't worry. I was complaining. Huh? I think I was complaining oh, yeah. <laughs> during my stream, so I got it for you. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked about it earlier where you said, um, you know, they kind of cover the base of saying she got her stuff stolen, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, they don't really, they don't they don't give you a good reason for losing that ability. Like, at least when you play a Metroid game, they give you a reason every time that you have lost all of your powers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. every time that they give you, they give you the reason every single time that you've lost your powers. You know, but like in this one, like an ability like that, I can understand losing my weapons and my inventory. You can even explain like not having that armor anymore, but losing the override ability. It's like, so the thing with that is it is attached to her weapon, right? So if her weapon gets stolen, I guess that makes sense. But I don't understand why she couldn't just get another override and then put like just copy the data over into a new override for just in case something like that happens. Right, exactly. Or just go back and visit the the cauldron she's already overridden. I mean, she took a really long path to get to uh yeah. <laughs> to the dawn, yeah, so did. she had time. She had time, absolutely. So but yeah, so that's when I found that out. But you know, along the trail it always starts to wonder how Simon's found a guy back up and, you know, she's like, well, all my trails ended up dead. I wonder if what, like, what did Hades tell him that he found a backup? And we don't have to wait too long to figure that out. Uh, we'll know by the end of this episode. <laughs> but uh, there is a merchant in the middle of nowhere and Aloy's like, maybe I should resupply. I'm like, oh boy, something's going to happen. <laughs> like, you know, because it, it's, it's just a merchant in the middle of nowhere. Right. I didn't even think but, of that. I was just like, oh, there's a merchant here. That's weird. Yeah, like, he's in the middle of nowhere. Like, he's like, oh, what are you doing so far out west? I'm like, what are you doing so far out west? <laughs> like, because, yeah, like, you, like, you're just out in the middle of nowhere. Aren't you supposed to be someplace where people can buy your wares? You know? So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that was a bit odd. So that, that kind of, like, let me onto the fact that something was going to be happening soonish, right? <laughs> so, uh, but Aloe follows a trail into a tunnel. In a hillside, and then she find inside. She finds a dead plow horn that Silent used to drag Hades. This is the first one we've seen. Like this is, I mean, yeah, it's like the Triceratops mm-hmm. type machine, 
Yeah, so this is the first plot horn that we've seen. We haven't seen a live one yet, though. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's a new machine sighting. Uh, and she also finds Hades' processing module in a door that looks like the one from a, a Zero Dawn facility. Now, you can go straight to the door if you want to, but she'll say, oh, maybe I should, uh, I should talk to Hades first or check out the module first. Yeah, that's what she says. Not, I shouldn't talk to Hades first. She says, just, just check out the module first. I didn't even notice that. I was just, I was having a problem when I first walked in there because <clears throat> she has this light on her focus that I wish you could use whenever. So I go in there and I'm like, Aloy, where's your light? Because I was looking in the corner. There's nothing there. It's just like random water, but I couldn't see what it was. I was like, turn on your flashlight. The heck? Oh, it was dark? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was so dark. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Aloy, she uses her override module on the processor, and then she's taken into a virtual space, and Hades is inside. Hades? Is that you? System threat detected. You don't look so good. Yes. Permanently this time. Even like this, you're a threat to Gaia. Once I resurrect her. So you have not yet secured Gaia back up. Then Gaia is dead. Earth and you Despite malfunctions, I have won. So the first thing it says when it sees Aloy is system threat detected. <laughs> That's the first thing it says. So like Aloy, she knows that Hades isn't looking too good, but I'm like, how would you know what he looked like? Like you don't, <laughs> you've never seen his dad, like his, him, him represented like this. I guess this is supposed to be his data structure. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Hades, I wouldn't say he doesn't look too good, but he definitely doesn't sound too good. For sure. Like his voice has changed from the first game. I mean, it's completely different. Mm -hmm. It's made to be a bit more daunting, but he also talks slower. He's talking kind of glitchy. Um, and it, it makes sense considering the process. We know Silence employed, right? Like this thing that Silence did to him, you know, really uh, hurt his data structures. So, uh, and, you know, then you can start asking him questions. Like you can ask him about the Gaia backup. And he's like, you know, he lost that part of his memory. He has no idea what you're talking about. I shouldn't say that. Because he, it, it's like he knows and he goes to access that part of his memory and then he can't. He's like data structure disintegrated. It's you like know? whenever you find a data log and like you can only see half of it because like the data is, is uh, corrupted. Like partially corrupted. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, what, that's what it is. That's essentially, you're correct. That is essentially what's happening to him. And, uh, you know, then, you know, she'll ask, what did silence do to him? And he says he's interrogated. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then, uh, Aloy asks what he, like, what he did. But then Haley, like, Hades doesn't remember. So if you did, if you just missed that data log, like, there's some people who don't pick up data points. They just want to get through the game. If you didn't read through it, or they'll, they'll pick it up and then see that it has text and then just skip it. Uh, like, you'll yeah. have no idea what he did. That's true. You know, uh, she asked where Silence went, and he eighty says that he left twelve point eight days ago, and he tries to predict where he went, uh, but that part of his program has been destroyed. It's like some type of prediction because he he was like, yeah, he probably went, and then he couldn't finish the sentence. Now, Hades says he left twelve days ago, and it mm -hmm. took him twelve days 
to be done with Hades. Totally, right? Right. So he moved Hades on the 12th day. Let's say it took him a day to get Hades. Let's say it took him two days. It took him a day to get the plow horn. And then it took him a day to move Hades. Right? So we're talking 26 days. All this stuff has happened in the last 26 days. What was he doing before that? Because he had Hades for six months. That's true. Maybe he... No. Maybe, oh, I don't know. I was going to say maybe he couldn't find like a proper, a suitable, because the thing that Hades was in just wasn't powerful enough for him to talk. So maybe it took a while for him to find it. But wasn't it in the last of the game? Wasn't he by a Horus? Like, wasn't he there in that location? He was right there. Yeah. So that makes no sense. Exactly. Now, maybe like he, it, it, it would be assumed that he that's where he was in the Forbidden West, close to that Horus, because it seems like the, the same location. Right. right? I mean, maybe he needed to go find another Horus. Maybe the processing module wasn't right. But, like, yeah, everything that's happened has happened in the last 26 days, right? That Essentially. Right. You know. Or maybe so, because he possibly, probably did have to put up some security measures in the new module before he put Hades in it. Maybe he was just working on that along with, because we know this isn't the only thing he's been doing. Or, Aloy assumes this isn't the only thing he's been doing because, you know, of the machines and the rebels possession. Because she says that, you know, oh, only silence can do like Uh, knows that. I want to talk about that, too, but go ahead. Okay. (laughs) Um, Which when she's like me and silence are the only two people that can override things. How do you know that? Like, (laughs) you don't know everyone in the world. Anyway, so he is assumingly doing other things besides this. But yeah, the, it, the, that's a very long time. Five months of doing not talking to Hades is a very right, long like, time. Exactly. Now, I will say it did take him. Well, no, I will say it, it took him time to figure out what the, like what he needed like to, to get him to talk. But that was almost, like he says that on the first day of the interrogation. Right, of so he wasn't even out of 12. So he wasn't even doing that. and. It wasn't Regala and the rebels that he was dealing with for this, right? Because he, whatever he found out, you know, like, to, like he found out his major revelation on the 10th day. Right. So in terms of like getting the rebels, like overrides and machines and stuff like that, that's all happened within 22 to 24 days. Like, because before, the... okay, because before that, he was dealing with this. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Right? You know, that's the thing. Like, I mean, there's no, I, I, I mean, there could be another reason he decided to help the rebels before he found out this major revelation, maybe. Right. You know, there could be another reason, but like logic would denote that there's like, why, like, why would he help an entire army, you know, override machines? Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Because, like, what even knowledge would they have that he would need? Like, what? Because that's what essentially what he's looking for, for everything. Right. Exactly. Like, there's no, like, he doesn't just do things to to do them. Like, he has to get something out of it. Exactly. So, it's safe to assume, because, I mean, unless we find out otherwise, it's safe to assume that Silence is the one that armed the rebels, right, mm-hmm. with the machines. That armed them with the overrides. 
it probably has something to do with whatever he found out on day 10. Right. So that means he did this in 22 to 24 days. Yeah. But how long? I, I am including two days that like I don't have to. I'm being generous here. <laughs> you know, so. Also, nobody. That makes sense, though, because did people know when they pulled up on the machines at the embassy that they even had the power to override machines before that point? No, like you I mean none of the other soldiers did. Like you know the the uh, the Tanakh, the, the Tanakh that the, were there, they were like, "Oh, they're all machines." What, right? Yeah, and the Karja didn't know either, right? Right. So, so you're right. It has to be more recent. Yeah, he did all that within 22 days. So what was he doing for five months? What was he doing for five months? Exactly. That that's the thing. I mean, it couldn't have taken him five months to get him to get Hades installed on in that processor. Because he did it before. He, I'm pretty sure he... No, I'm sorry. Hades... In, okay, never mind. Hades installed himself on the first horse. He installed himself on the first horse, uh, but he didn't have a voice. But you think it took him five months, though? Like that with silence? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it took silence five months if, to get him onto the horse. had the ability to transfer Hades... With the spear from with the spear, yeah, the module all the way to who knows where he was at that time. Like it, it shouldn't take him that long. Exactly. So we have a pretty big gap in time. Like, what was he doing for the six months? Maybe that's why he's so proud of himself because he has also not been making as much progress <laughs> as he says he has been. And in the one month, he just did everything. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, he was, I mean, he was literally, like, about a, I mean, at this point, I want to say a month off from, if he would have wasted, not wasted one more month, but one more month, and Aloy would have went back to Meridian, she would have found the spear, she would have, you know, uh, found the message, and what then? And then again, we, we don't know how many days it's been. Since Aloy found the spear, too. So you got to count that as well. We don't know how many official days it's been, you know, in the game. Right. Well, well, Hades said that she left. He left. 12 12 days days prior. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, maybe like he maybe he was at that location when he when she sent the signal to talk to him, because that was definitely a live message between the two. It wasn't a recording. Yeah, because I feel like the the time between her getting from uh, Meridian to where she is now was probably like three to five days. That sounds fair. Yeah. So Silence was already gone at that point. Right. Yeah. He was like he had he had already left. So yeah. But and I guess it's twelve point eight days. I'll give him thirteen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but that, that that's the thing. Like all this seems to be happening pretty pretty close to what was going on with him. Because we 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 can unless other information comes forward, we can assume that he got Hades. You know, actually, then again, we don't know how long. Okay, th- maybe this. We don't know how long it took for the spear to activate. We that's the thing we don't know how long it was. I feel like we hold on no because um, Murad says does he say a timeline? Does he say like shortly after 
He says. I don't think he's a. He, go ahead. Okay. He has to give some kind of. Not time. So, like, so, so we, when what Marad told us is that when the thing happened, right? Like when this spear activated and shot Hades into the sky, right? Mm-hmm. He sent out spies looking for Aloy, but they couldn't find her. For weeks. Only Varl found her. Marad has been sending hunters out for weeks. Okay. Okay, so maybe that's it. Maybe that's what was going on. Maybe the uh, the spear didn't activate for five months. Because weeks can be four weeks. <laughs> you know, it could be three weeks. It could be four weeks. That's true. So you did say weeks? Yeah, I'm reading my notes now, but Murad, yeah, it says Murad has been sending hunters out for weeks. Hunters, okay. Yeah. Okay, so the thing happened. He's been looking there for, for weeks. Okay, so maybe that's it. Maybe, so maybe silence. Okay, go ahead. You were going to say something. So the next part says Murad tells her that it happened right after the solace. Solstice. Sol- solstice. Solstice. Thank you. No problem. When is the solstice? I don't know. <laughs> but maybe it was just weeks ago, right? That's what I, I would focus more on that, on the fact that he said it was a few weeks. I don't know if they they mentioned anything about that, you know? Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah, so because maybe I, I, that's it. Yeah, let's go. Because it was definitely after the Battle of Meridian, right? Like, the Asaram were in the process of scrapping stuff and doing what Asaram do. Mm-hmm. And then that's when it happened. So maybe it didn't activate in for five months. That's a possibility. Because, you know, Silence, he went west. He probably had to build his shop and, you know, not shop, but he built his, like, um, work, his workshop and uh, maybe get the device together, you know, plan for, plan for Hades' arrival. Yeah, because I'm trying to think of, like, the last point we saw Silence to then where the he, he was. It would take him a little bit time get there he could have had a workshop already built but i don't see why he would in that by the because he wouldn't have won aloy to find him either right so that's probably why he went so far west right but you know yeah like by the last time we saw silence it wasn't even him in person or was it him in person yeah it was, it was him, him in, person in person at the uh, at gaia prime gaia prime yeah, yeah i was like not the zero dawn facility what am i thinking of <laughs> this yeah, no it was one. him in person at gaia prime yeah so but yeah, he he might have needed time to go west, and then it wasn't Gaia Prime. It was it was after the Zero Dawn facility. Gaia Prime was. Oh the, yeah, Gaia uh, Prime was after. Never mind. Zero okay, Dawn, okay. Yeah. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, I don't no, have okay. a good timeline in my brain for anything. <laughs> that's why yeah, this conversation's okay. so hard right now. <laughs> All right. So maybe that that saves silence from our ridicule for now. For now. For now. For now. I was going to say, what you been doing for five months, big dog? You know, you're talking all this trash, but, you know, he might have just been preparing for Hades. And then, you know, I wonder if he had it on a timer or if he had it, like, if he had, like, a signal he could send to it that he's ready for. Because then again, like, that's another thing. And that cinematic, like, he was sitting there waiting for it. Right. You know, he was just sitting there waiting for it. So, And it does look like, from what I can remember... I feel like it kind of looks like exactly where the workshop is right now. Because I feel like I saw it with Sandy and it looked like there was a horse in the background. I mean, that could be like many places, but. 
That is true. I mean, in the first game, how many horses did we see? Like, there was a horse around. Two, three. Yeah, exactly. Graveford you know, and. Um, in, uh, in the Embrace. Embrace, yeah. We ran on one. <laughs> yeah. So. But, yeah. All right. Well, that, that solves that mystery. I hope you enjoyed us coming to that conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, you know, she continues with the questioning. She asked why Silence brought him there, and uh, it was so that Aloy could find him there, and we already had deduced that. Uh, and Aloy asked what the place was, and once again, unable to remember. Uh, Aloy asked Hades where the other functions went, and, you know, he says that they migrate on court, uh, to coordinates based on something, but he can't remember. <laughs> and then Aloy starts talking about how the other AIs are free, probably stirring up trouble, and it's not a happy thought. And Hades replies uh you are not happy good <laughs> that's what he says and hey you know she says anyone ever tell you you've got a great personality hades and he's like sarcasm detected you know the so best, this is that when, was the best part of the whole conversation <laughs> uh this is when hades starts to become one of my favorite characters in the game right i'm like why couldn't you have this guy in the first game i guess because you need to make him more of a serious threat and he's not like a real threat right now right <laughs> you know uh, and she asked him about the signal that woke him. And he says the signal was transmitted by his masters to destroy all earthly life. And then she's like, well, who want to do that? Uh, you know, memory cluster detect, you know, like, you know, was it memory, uh, something disintegrated. I mean, data structures disintegrated is what he says. Yeah. So uh, after Aloy is finished with the questions, uh, she starts the purging process. Enough. It's time to finish this. Does Aloy still You know, Hades. Twice you tried to destroy life on Earth, and twice you failed. The only extinction you ever brought about is your own. And there's no tricked-out lands to save you this time. You are incorrect. Three times, Hades extinguished. What? You remember this? Centuries ago. It's what you were designed to do. There won't need to be. I'm saving this one. Master Override Arms. Stay name and rank. Elizabeth Sobek, Alpha Prime. Master Override activated. Purging extinction protocol. So uh, Hades thinks Aloy is delusional because she thinks she can still save life on Earth. And he says that extinction is inevitable. And uh, we actually find out that Hades successfully destroyed the biosphere three times before. Because Aloy is like, well, you tried twice to destroy life on Earth and you failed. And Hades corrects her. He's like, no, I did it three times before. I destroyed life and t- go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. Say say the years. Sorry. Yeah, he says uh, yeah, he just successfully destroyed life in 2154, 2161, and 2168. So, 
I feel like when we were talking about Zero Dawn, oh, my assumption was the Earth was probably rebuilt. Like this is probably like the third, fourth, or fifth attempt because it probably took a bit of time to get to a certain point and goes like, ah, no, that's messed up. So I was half correct. I was half correct because I was right on like the amount of times, but I thought it would take like 200 years between each attempt. And it was like 10. Right. Yeah. Well, not even like 2154 to 2161. Right. And then 2161 to 2168. So it was just, like I guess it was just detected years, early that yeah. those were going to be, you know, failures. Because it took, you know? what, uh, about 50, 30 to 50 years from when the code was cracked to the first reset? 50 years. You're correct. It was 50 years. Woo. I thought for some reason I thought it was 40, but it was like. So then it was 30-ish years for the first reset. And then it was just like boom, boom, boom right after that. So. Well, I mean, if Minerva, if, if. They, if the biosphere went dark in 2066, it took 50 years to crack uh, the code. To crack the code, I mean, you're talking a little bit more like you're talking more like, uh, like 40 something years, like uh, not even, yeah. So, I don't know how to do basic 30, math, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're talking like 30 something years, <laughs> yeah. Longer. That's what I'm saying. It's like 38 years, yeah, See, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so it was like thirty-eight years from the fir- from the time they uh, they yeah, because they wouldn't have started the uh, the process until after the co- after yeah, because they couldn't mm-hmm. even risk putting the machines out there until after the Pharaoh Plague was uh, deactivated. Yep. So, and I wonder if it was able to deactivate it all at one time. Probably, probably. I think so. So yeah, yeah. So like, let's say like, uh, approximately forty years to. Uh, you know, from the first version, or actually, it might have taken. It might have just taken because the thing is, they had to produce all those machines. Like the first go around was probably the the longest go, right? right? That's yeah, what, yeah that's to, what I'm thinking because they're like establishing everything. But yeah, like you said, this is the the current like the this is the I think he says this is current version five of the current biosphere, and there will be no version six. So Aloy starts the purging process, and as Hades being purged. This is my favorite part of this entire conversation. He is just talking all types of trash while he is being deleted. You know, because you, you may not be able to hear him because of the other sounds that are going on. But, you know, he's just talking. He's like, uh, he says the outcome is inevitable. Aloy is outmatched. She's a pawn in a losing game. And he says Earth will be wiped. Will, like, will at last be wiped clean of filth. That's what he says as, as his final words as he's being deleted. Now, I did think that was interesting. Actually, everything we've learned about Hades in this, you know, uh, mission or this quest has been interesting because it shows that Hades just wasn't programmed to wipe out the biosphere to reset it. He was actually programmed to hate life. Mm-hmm. That he was programmed to hate life, which I feel like, I mean, that, that seems like that goes with Travis Tate's character, right? Like, you know. Well, here's the thing. When he was programmed, he wasn't programmed as an AI. But him hating too. life developed because his mission is to destroy life. And that's a, yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So when he went rogue and became an AI, I think it kind of just that's what's happening to all of the other um subordinate functions, right? They're all kind of going out of control because they're running, running, running and doing more, more, more. And I think that that's what also happened to Hades. 
Right. That's that that is true. I mean, Hephaestus, I mean, I don't know what it doesn't make sense because like Hephaestus, you know, we've seen him too, and his function is to kind of just build the machines. But Hephaestus has taken this stance of trying to protect the um terraforming system in general. That's why it's creating the hunter killers, right? That's right. why he's creating the the da- the more dangerous machines because people are damaging the terraforming system and he's trying to protect it. But why? Like your job wasn't to protect the terraforming system. Your job was just to build machines. Well, he so, was his job was to build machines to then, you know, fix the world, right? So when all these hunters are killing these machines, he's probably upset because he's like, I'm helping you, you dummies. Stop it. Well, then why wasn't his response just to build more resilient machines or build more machines? Like, that's the thing. Like, instead he chose, like, it's specific because he wanted to protect the terraforming system, which. True. You know. And I'm just saying this based off of what you said about Hades, about his hate for life developing from his primary function, which is to destroy life. Because you're 100% right. He was not built as an AI. He was just built as a function that took control uh, when. You know, when it was detected that the terraforming system could not. And also, the signal was going on for 17 years. And I guess it was repeating over and over again, like destroy all life. I don't I I don't know what it I guess that's what they said it was doing or whatever. But that probably affected him as well. If this interrogation affected him as much as it did. Maybe, yeah. I mean, once it turned him into the AI, I think it just, that was it. It didn't, like, just can, can you make him more AI every time, <laughs> you know, it repeated. No, um, yeah, but if it's, like, repeating over and over again, who knows what kind of, you know, messages he's thinking of. Uh, I don't know. Like, that could just continue building the hate. That's true. I mean, this is all hypothetical, so I'm not going to be like, you're wrong. Yeah, like, I know. You know. That's true. That's, that's also true. No, I'm right yeah. 100%. That is what happens, so. Yeah, I mean, like, he really, <laughs> like, to, 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 like, find, like, you know, pictures of, like, bunnies hopping through flowers, ex- excruciating, like, he just really hated life and happiness at all. Even though he seemed pretty happy when Aloy said she was unhappy. He doesn't hate <laughs> happiness. He is happy that she's unhappy because she, he, he wants all he life doesn't to like die. Her. Yeah. 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 He also doesn't exactly. like her because she's a threat. She's a system threat. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Hades is finally purged, and Aloy starts walking toward the door when Silence appears. Aloy, I see you've dealt with Hades. Yeah. Think maybe you can stay dead this time? It will. You can trust. Trust? Yes. Trust. As in, since I did what you could never do extracted all of Hades' priceless knowledge. You can trust that I was willing to actually let you destroy it this time. So back to holograms instead of face-to-face? What, afraid I'd stab you or something? There's a reason I... And using the same spyware, I see. So, all those times I called, you could have just answered. But I guess you just prefer to go on spying all this time. My world stopped revolving around you months ago, Aloy. I've had work to do. Countless hours of research, as demanding and time-intensive as it has been critical to the fate of this planet. Right. Of course. You're just trying to save the world, too. That's right. The difference, of course, is that unlike you, I've produced results. Did you find a backup of Gaia or not? 
Oh, yes. I believe I did. Where? Voila. Why do you think I summoned you here? Behind that gene-locked hatch lie the ruins of the ancient facility where the Hades extinction protocol was perfected. A testing process that ran hundreds of trials, each of them using a backup of Gaia. Hades told you this? It took some convincing, but yes. So, are you ready to go get what you've been searching for for the last six months? Or are you just going to stand there with your mouth open? All right, so Hollow Silence is back. Uh, the tension these two had in the first game has just been exacerbated by Silence Deception. And in, Z- in Zero Dawn, the tension was really around whether or not Aloy should trust Silence and Silence trying to keep secrets. But, you know, now Aloy is just straight up angry with him and Silence does nothing but talk down to her, like, because he's like super arrogant now. Uh, he-, he keeps talking like he's like the one that's in control. He's pretty arrogant. Like, he's pretty full of himself in this game. You know, I mean, he did talk to her down a bit in the first game, but for the most part, acted as an interested partner. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't just like straight up just like talk down to her. Like, I wonder, too. And maybe because I'm actually now just thinking about this more. Maybe it's just because he wanted her to trust him to a certain extent so he could use her. What do you mean in the first game? Yeah. With the whole Lance thing. So that way she would trust him enough to like meet face to face and then he give her this lance. And then now that he doesn't need to use her for that anymore, like the mask is off. Well, no, because she's always going to be useful. She's the only person who can open up these doors like these genetic. Like he hasn't figured that out how to open up these doors without her. Yeah, that's true. So when it. Whenever he comes across a door, which he's going to come across more, like, you know, like this, these these genetic locked doors, he's going to need her. So it, it's actually in his best interest to, to, to play nice with her. Well, to be fair, she has to go through these doors anyway. So it doesn't matter how he is with her at this point. Like, you have to go through it no matter how I treat you. So, like, do it. Mm, kind of. Like, I mean, she doesn't have to. It's, you know. Uh, that's the thing, like, but maybe, like, it's it's in his best interest to cooperate with her. Yeah, you know, he they is actually a little they much. Have the, they, it feels like, I mean, every time at, at the end of every conversation, they ultimately have the same goal. <laughs> you know, even at the end of this conversation, their goal they they both have the same goal of protecting the planet, right? So, and he knows she's the only one that can reboot Gaia, so. That's also another thing that, like, it took this long for her to find him and, like, whatever. Like, I feel like he would have needed her. He should have probably needed her help sooner. Like, I don't understand why he just didn't try to get her help sooner. I guess he's too full of himself to be able to, like, just ask for help. But you're right. It would have been in his best interest to just have them work together. To a degree, like I understand why he didn't, and, uh, why he didn't have her get involved with the Hades thing, right? Because she would have just wanted to purge Hades, and he's right. Like Hades had a bunch of valuable information. Like he even says, he says, since he did what she could never do and extract Hades' knowledge, she can trust that he will let her destroy him this time, destroy destroy it this time. But she didn't even know that he took Hades until like five days ago. So he could have had exactly. communication with her this whole time and she wouldn't have even known. That is very true. That That is true. 
he could he could have been kept communicating with her. Um, but then, like, what is she going to ask? I need help finding a guy back up. I don't know nothing about that. Sorry. Like, it, it would have been, it probably would have been a, like, a, an answer. Like, he's hiding something. Let me go find him. Like, you know, yeah, that's true. That, that That's the thing. Like, I need to find a guy back up. Can't help you. Sorry. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Excuse me? You know, so, uh, but that was kind of in response to, like, like when, you know, she says that, you know, when he says that she could trust that he will let her destroy it this time. Yeah, that's, that was in response to Aloy saying, is he going to stay dead this time? Aloy, Hades. And Silence doesn't get really get a chance to finish a statement because he says, well, you can trust. And she's like, well, I trust, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, he tells her that he's just been too busy uh, to spy on her. You know, he's had, you know, work that requires countless hours of research that's critical to the fate of the planet. And, you know, when Avery, she mockingly says that, you know, oh, he's just trying to save the planet, too. He says the difference between the two of them is that he's actually produced results and he's not wrong. Right. He is not wrong, but it's only been the last like month. Like after you bringing that up, I was like, OK, they're, they're not really that far away from like getting stuff. And when he finally did make progress. He needed her help. Right. That is true. That That is true. But I will admit, like, you know, she went to all these different places. Right. And every single place was a dead end. He kind of had a plan and executed that plan. Yeah. And it worked. So she had a plan to go find these different facilities and it didn't work. He had a plan to get the information from Hades and it totally worked. <laughs> you know. So I do have to get, I have to give a point to silence on that one. So. Uh, you know, he reveals that the reason he brought Aloy to that place is because it's the place where Hades was created and tested against Gaia, and Gaia backup should be inside the facility. And he got this information from Hades in the interrogations. And then you can ask some additional questions. Uh, you know, she asks about the Tanakh rebels and how he taught them to ride machines. And, you know, he says we should be focusing on getting the Gaia backup. Uh, she says if she was more focused, she'd probably get results. And he can say that because he got results, but he, you know, he also doesn't say that he did not uh, train them to to override machines. Uh, Silence re- uh, reveals the reason the backup wouldn't be purged in this facility versus the other ones is because it's inaccessible via remote. So even when Ted Farrow deleted everything, uh, he wouldn't have been able to reach this location. Uh, she asked about the remote signal that woke up Hades and silence says that Hades revealed where it came from, but then he wouldn't share any information about it. Uh, says she needs to focus on rebooting Gaia and Aloy is worried that the signal could affect Gaia. Like if it came back on, but silence says the signal stopped a long time ago. And even if it repeated, like it came back on, it will require Hades to work. So, uh, Aloy says she's ready to go in, and she warns Silence that this is one of his traps. The next time she sees him, she'll kill him. Uh, Silence says it won't, it's not possible for him to set up the trap because it's a gene-locked door. But remember in the Zero Dawn facility that, like, he was like, oh, there's vents here? I could have tried that, like, the whole time. Like, so that's not completely accurate. That is true. Yeah, that is very true. And maybe for that this is, facility specifically, like, maybe there's not that. But, like, over time, it could have, you know, there could have been something broken down that you can get into it. Like, I, I, I can't believe all of these facilities that are genetically locked didn't break down at some point in some area. That is true. It was funny that, like, he had been trying for a long time to get in there. And then, like, 
the shadow card is just like, is that air? <laughs> 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 Even though it is what Aloy did that caused the that air to come it. out. Yeah, exactly. But I'm sure Silence probably could have figured out a way to open a vent versus a gene lock door. Right. You know, so. Uh, but he says everything she's been fumbling about and unable to achieve for six months is in her grasp. And he, then he throws a jab in there about her not knowing manners because she was raised an outcast. And he says, this is the part where you say thank you. And uh, I say, you're welcome. And then he disappears. <laughs> That's like saying something mean in a chat and then disconnecting. Like, you know. Yep. <laughs> Overwatch people know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. Yeah, that's where we're going to end this episode. The right, like, the next thing we're going to do is open that gene lock door and then try to head into this Hades facility. But we're going to do that on the on the next episode, Continue Death's Door. Uh, Christina, how are you feeling right now? This was so much information at one point. I was doing a lot of exploration before this point, so I get here and then it's just like information dump. And I was like, whoa, this is a lot. I was excited right. to get progress. I feel like we didn't have much progress in the daunt because it was all about the daunt's problems. Right, yeah. So this is where it finally starts progressing the game. I am frustrated that every conversation leaves us with more questions than answers, but I feel like the last game did that a lot too, so it's like the standard. That that's just exactly. how this game like, works, yeah. At this part of the game, I'm pretty sure that's all we're going to get. We're going to get a lot right. of questions until, you know, you hit a certain point and then they start delivering answers, even though we have gotten some answers, but we still a lot of questions. So, right. Every every answer is like a half answer. You ask more questions, it leaves you with more questions or it's like a random answer where it's like, well, this is the, the fifth version of the Earth because I destroyed the other ones. Like, it's cool information to have, but it's not really. Right. Relevant exactly. to what we're trying to do. Yeah, and like I said, this is, I mean, we're only halfway through this quest right now, but this is oh, where yeah. the game really starts to, like, pick up. So, you know, I'm starting to get interested again because I think I said it before that I was like, oh, you know, the pacing of the game was a bit too slow for me, and now it's finally starting to pick up. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I would say once you hit this point of the game, from now on, I think the game is paced pretty well. Yes. From, from this point forward. So I agree. I, there's a couple of things that I wish you got sooner but i agree that the pacing of the story was well good good well <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna leave that in yeah. okay <laughs> all right so yeah on that we're gonna go ahead and close up here i'd like to thank everybody for listening uh, if you want to keep up what's going on with this show and the matchless buttons network you can do so on our social media at twitter.com slash the mash network uh, Christina, why don't you tell them where they can find you? You can find me at S'mores Poptar on Twitter and Twitch. I'm also the host of a, another podcast on the network called Wondrous Tales. We talk about Final Fantasy XIV content, so come give us a listen. And you can find me on Twitter at Jostradamus. Uh, and sometimes you can find me streaming on our Twitch channel here at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, we'd love for you to ha uh, join our Discord community at mash.gg slash discord. Uh, we'd love for you to kind of reach out with your comments and questions about the show, about the game, so you can do that on Discord, or you can reach out to us on Twitter or just email us at contactthematch.gg. Uh, if you want to help us out, one of the best ways to do that is to share the show with others and also to rate and review the show on your favorite podcast platform of choice. 
And if you want to take a support a bit further, you can do that at mtb.gg support, where you can see all the ways you can support Mash Those Buttons. We do have a Patreon at patreon.com slash mash those buttons where you can support the show, uh, you know, starting at the basic tier $2 a month. Uh, for general support, we do have a Teespring store at merch.mash.gg. Sorry, I just changed that URL recently. Um, yeah, we also have Twitch descriptions on our Twitch channel, which once again, twitch.tv slash mash those buttons. We have Humble Bundle affiliate links uh, available in the Humble Bundle store. So when you buy a game from the Humble Bundle store, you could just, you'll could just you just get a download code for your favorite launcher like Steam, Epic Store, Uplay, or, you know, uh, or more. Uh, so you can, you can support us that way by buying games you'd already buy. And we also have a one-time PayPal donation link available on uh, our site, mtp.gg slash support. And if you, uh, if you want to, I would encourage you guys to stay tuned after the show to hear more about Mash Those Buttons. And with that, we are done for this episode. Thank you guys very much. We will catch you on the next episode. See ya. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash themashnetwork, facebook.com slash mashthosebuttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 